Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Up in your football knowledge, class is now in session. session. We're back, baby. We're back. What an exciting time. This is the best time of year, December football. People, teams playing for playoff hopes, playoff spots. It's awesome what it comes down to. A lot going around in the NFL, and it's exciting, man. It's exciting. I want to know what was most impressive this past weekend for you guys. Please tweet me, bgradkowski5, or Instagram, bgrad05. You know, I want to get to the Steelers. Um, Just got off a radio show I do in Pittsburgh, 93.7 The Fan, talking a little bit about Big Ben, Tomlin. And everyone wants Tomlin fired right now. They... They're questioning Ben and and all that. And look, it, it happened to me before in a game that you take a hit. It was in college. We're playing Temple. And I get hit right before the end of half. And I go into halftime. My bell's rung. And I'm a little dizzy. And But we're beating Temple. So uh, they, they don't have me start the second half. Well, then Temple starts coming back a little bit. So then they put me back in the game uh, for the remainder of the game, and we end up winning. Um, But then I missed the next game because I had a concussion. And, look, Ben gets hurt in the first half. He he looked good to end the first half. And then going into the second half, you know, he doesn't doesn't come out, right? So everyone's questioning it, uh, seeing seeing what's wrong with Ben. And – they give Dobbs an opportunity. I don't blame him. Look, you're you're in a position. You think you have the feel, the momentum of the game, that you think Dobbs can put some drives together. You want Ben to relax and, and let the shot marinate and kind of fully uh, work so his ribs are numb and he could get in there and play. And as you see the game unfolding how it did, you do – what you do best and what Ben does best, and you pull him out of that phone booth like Clark Kent is Superman, and he puts the cape on, he comes into the game, and he delivers like he does every week, every big-time game, and he goes down the field. They score to take the lead. The Raiders score, and an unbelievable play. Ben throws a hook and ladder, unbelievable execution by uh, James Washington and Juju Smith, Uh, They threw a hook, a 12-yard hook route to James Washington, right? So he's a single receiver. He comes back to Ben, 12 yards, back to 10 yards, coming back towards the quarterback. Ben throws it to him. He holds on to it until he starts to get tackled, and then he flips it behind him to Juju Smith. Juju then sprints up the sideline in field goal range, and they bring Boswell out what looked to be the game-tying field goal, and Boswell slips misses it, blocked, Raiders win. And now there's an uproar about Ben could have played, you know, the whole second half. And look, he possibly could have, but in at the time in hand, you're going to say, look, we don't want to risk taking any more unnecessary shots to his ribs. Yes, the x-ray was inconclusive, but sometimes what that means is there's no broken bones. So at the time... The next step is to get an MRI the next day. So that's the plan. So if you can eliminate any more hits to Ben, then you can fully see what's going on the next day. Well, they didn't have that luxury because the game started unfolding the way it did. So they put Ben in, and he does what he does. And, of course, they're catching a lot of flack for it. 
But I'll tell you what, Ben delivers in big-time moments, moments, and Tomlin, in my opinion, knows how to manage players. He knows how to manage personalities. He's like a psychiatrist. Being a head coach isn't just all about schematics. You have to try to get the best out of your players. And I believe that's what Coach Tomlin does. Now, he's faced with a challenge right now. They're going to play New England. They're going to play the Saints in New Orleans. And then they're going to finish with the Bengals. They have to go 3-0. They have to start winning big games and rolling into these playoffs. If they do that, they will have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Because I believe if Ben and these Steelers get hot, they're going to be the, the hardest team to beat. And just looking around the league, there's going to be some exciting games, and especially as it gets down to the wire. And the Steelers in New England, I, th- I think what Pittsburgh has to do this week is out-prepare Belichick and Josh McDaniels, and that's hard to do. It's going to take a lot of hours from Tomlin and Randy Feigner, but you have to out-prepare. You have, you have to have an unbelievable game plan because the Patriots will come in with a few packages that they've studied for this game to try to take advantage of your weaknesses. And on defense, they're going to try to match up James White versus your linebackers. Edelman in the slot inside on shallow crosses and jerk routes. Gronk, the tight ends against linebackers and safeties. So you have to watch that, just like the Raiders did to start out the game. They split out Jared Cook. They have the mismatch, um, and they take advantage of it. And that's what the Steelers have to prepare for and plan. And with Brady, you have to try to get pressure on him. With your four down front, a five-man rush, you don't want to blitz everyone because that's when Brady will exploit you. But you have to make it feel like there's pressure around you. A lot of times, I would tell defensive players uh, that on the team I was on, make the quarterback feel like you're around him. Even if they throw the football before you get to him and you're still far away, get up in his face and get close to him Make him feel like you're close because if he feels like – if Brady feels like he's getting some uh, pressure, you know, that's when he starts getting a little jittery in the pocket. And that's what the Steelers have to do. They're faced with a huge test. This is going to be an unbelievable football game because the Steelers need it after just losing uh, three straight. And they got the Patriots, the Saints, and the Bengals to finish out. Talking about the x-ray machines, okay? When you get an x-ray, yeah, I mean, yeah, there's probably machines that are older. But when, when it's inconclusive, you know, a lot of times that just means that there's no broken bone. And I played for the Raiders. I had many x-rays out there in the Coliseum. Who knows if it's the same one. If it's an old x-ray machine, then it was the one that x-rayed my shoulder, my knees, you know, everything I had done out there. But... What happens is when I got when I did my AC joint in my right shoulder, I separated it. Well, an x-ray machine will show that because it was the bone that got moved. But the x-ray machine doesn't show a torn ligament. It's not going to show a torn rotator cuff or posterior labrum. So that's why it's inconclusive. So then the next day you have to go get an MRI, and then that's when it could tell the further damage. And a lot of times teams are leery of giving shots or injections unless they're for sure what's happened. Um, and in this case, it's the ribs, so they're they're sure that, look, it's, it's probably not a broken bone. We're safe to inject it to numb up the area. Uh, but like I said before, why take the chance on any 
unnecessary hits if um, if if you don't have to. And I just wish the Steelers would have came out and said that. And you know, yes, it could say you're overlooking your opponent, but in the same sense, um, you know, shoot, it is what it is. You're just trying to eliminate more shots to the ribs for your star quarterback, your future Hall of Fame quarterback. But um, I want to move on now. The This past week, I had a chance, because I wanted to, I wanted to watch that Kansas City tape and the Baltimore Ravens. Because Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are some young, up-and-coming studs in this league. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable to watch. This guy is super impressive, week in and week out. The things he does, it's just, it's just, it's just fun to watch. I mean, the guy's athleticism is unbelievable off the charts. His arm talent is unbelievable off the charts. Just the velocity with the football, the touch with the football, the the playmaking ability. He's like a point guard on the football field. He is has thrown for forty three hundred yards already. 43 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. He's got college stats right now. It's unbelievable. And the guy is playing just at a very high level. But when I watch him on film, you know, you'll take the good with the bad. You'll take those bad plays because his good plays are so magnificent. You know, I'm watching that game, and there's a few plays, you know, a few sacks that he takes that's unnecessary. Now, those sacks come because – He's scrambling around trying to make plays. And look, Andy Reid in that film room is not going to try to take away Patrick Mahomes' strength. And that is expanding a, a play, extending a play. You know, making plays happen. But when you also scramble outside of field goal range or you scramble and you, you fumble the ball off your leg and no one's around you, those are plays that can't happen. It was at the end of uh, – it was in overtime – he almost lost a costly fumble scrambling. He didn't even get touched. He tried scrambling outside the pocket to make a play, and the ball looked like it possibly hit off his knee, and he fumbled it. Luckily, a teammate jumped on it. Um, but those are the plays he's got to eliminate because he turns a football over against the Rams and a few times in this football game uh, with his interception, and it's him trying to make plays. In this game against the Ravens, he's about to get sacked. He's going down, and he still tries to get the ball out of his hands. And it gets intercepted. And I love the guy for the competitiveness that he plays with. But sometimes he has to be a little more cautious with that football. Um, but like I said, again, it just his magnificent plays far outweigh the negative plays. So you will live with that. It's just like we talked about with Big Ben. The plays that Ben makes are so, are so extraordinary. And he has such a talent with uh, throwing on the move or being to extend uh, plays and be accurate while his receivers scr- do the scramble drill for him, that you're going to live with those bad plays because of the upside that he has. I mean, and Mahomes threw for 377 yards, two touchdowns. He did have that interception. Um, and with Mahomes, he's athletic enough that when he does get pressure in his face, whether he knew – um, it was a free blitzer or not, but when he doesn't know it's a free blitzer and he gets surprised by that pressure, he's still athletic enough and has a quick enough release and arm talent to get the ball out of his hands. So it's hard to get to that guy because of his athleticism. 
And um, But the one thing I'll say, too, and key on this next time you watch the Chiefs, he needs a new screen signal. Watch him next time he looks out at his receivers and signals a screen. It looks like he's shooting a basketball, okay? He's shooting it right by, you know, on top of his head like you shoot a basketball. If you ever shot a basketball, that is his screen signal. So when you see him doing that, watch. He'll catch the ball and shoot it right out to his receivers. That's his screen, screen pass, basketball. That's how That's how uh, they got it. We had it at one point. But what, what, what was so impressive in this game, though, in the fourth quarter when the Chiefs got the ball back, Four minutes remaining. There's a penalty. It goes to first of 15. Then it goes to a fourth and four. They get a, They have a false start. Now it's a fourth and nine, okay? Mahomes knows he has to make a play. This is the game. I mean, the Ravens are a fourth and nine away from winning this football game. And what does Mahomes do? He scrambles off to his right, throws across his body, back to the left side, to the middle of the field, to the streaking Tyreek Hill, and he makes a fantastic catch, but the throw is unbelievable. I mean, the arm strength to make that throw as you're scrambling straight to the right and your body, the momentum going to the right sideline, and you throw on the run to the middle of the field a laser in a in a sea of Ravens jerseys, and you see the little Tyree Kilp speed up and catch it. It was unbelievable. What a play. And then you get down there in the red zone, and it's a fourth and three. And that fourth and three was an an insane, unbelievable design by Andy Reid. He has the back Williams offset to Mahomes' left. He has a few receivers to the right in a bunch formation. And those receivers are taught to pick the middle linebacker that is man-to-man on Williams. And Williams is going to sneak out between the, like, the guard and tackle right into the flat on the right side. And as he's sneaking out, those receivers on the right side are coming right into the middle of the field They're picking that linebacker, and boom, wide open in the flat. Mahomes executes it, touchdown. Game goes into OT, but before that, Lamar Jackson fumbled, and the Chiefs missed a field goal um, to end the game, and then it goes into overtime. But I want to talk about Lamar Jackson a little bit. You know, I was a little skeptical of this guy. You know, when he was coming out in the draft, look, I said he should be playing quarterback because he had such a magnificent career in college. Just because he's super athletic, you don't just say you're going to move him to position. It just makes him be that much more of a threat at the quarterback position. So when he comes out, I knew he'd be a quarterback. I was on board and I supported the notion of of him being a quarterback. He's not a receiver. Well, now this guy is playing a few games, and they do a fantastic job of designing the offense around them. The Ravens are built to have a good football team. Offense, defense, special teams, all working together. How do you do that? Control the clock. Control the ball. Sustain drives. Get into a third down and short, third down and medium. You can win a lot of football games that way. And the way you do that is being good on first and second down. So you can get into a third and manageable. And then defensively, create turnovers. Stop, get, get stops on third down. Special teams, make some fantastic special teams plays. Punt return, kick return. Getting down the field on, on punt and kick return. And the Ravens are doing that. They made this game a slugfest. They gave Patrick Mahomes a lot of different type looks on third down. The Chiefs did a, a pretty good job overall picking that up. And you could tell early on Mahomes was a little caught off guard with the different looks, but it's the same thing I talk about. His athleticism 
could get him out a lot of negative plays because the way he's able to extend and the way his how strong his arm is, he can make any throw on the field. But getting it back back to Lamar Jackson, I was just really impressed because he is making the right decisions with the ball. The ball is going where it's supposed to go. It's not always super super accurate. Say a guy's running a shallow cross from the right to the left side of the field. It might be thrown on on the the receiver's back left hit. But those are plays he's going to continue getting better as he continues to develop and play more and feel the speed of the game. I was impressed with some of those because there were some third-down situations that said, oh, Lamar Jackson has to make a play with his arm right here. And he did that. He converted those. I think it was an all-go special where you got a trips to the left side, single receiver to to the right. And he hit that inside receiver, crossing the safety's face. And then in the fourth quarter, the touchdown pass. Four, around four or five minutes left in the game. Um, great job by Crabtree. It was basically they had a receiver on each side of the field, right and left side. And these receivers just run deep crosses about 10 to 15 yards in, in the end zone and just cross each other. And Crabtree, is, his job, because it's man-to-man, that's why you're running this, Crabtree's job is kind of to rub the other receiver and, and pick the safety, and he did an unbelievable job with that, and, and it was a, a great throw by Lamar Jackson. But the thing Lamar Jackson has to continue to work on is his footwork. Sometimes he's throwing hitch routes, and he's taking three from the gun, hitching up and throwing, where I'd like to see his feet get quicker, get the ball out of your hand now, and not hitch because that's going to give the defensive back time to read that, read the receiver's route, and the receiver's already stopped, and the ball hasn't come out of your hand yet. But that takes time as you develop, as you work with these receivers more. So his footwork matching up with the the routes he's throwing has to continue to get better. I thought his eyes on a few plays were very well. I went back and I said, you know, he, he didn't know what he was looking at here, but he actually did a fantastic job. He held the safety. He was going to throw the go ball to Crabtree on the right. Crabtree got held up. He came right down the check down over the ball, the tight end. Nothing there. Then he scrambles out to his left. I think he's doing a good job for the most part with his eyes. He'll continue to learn and get better. I think the Ravens as a whole are doing a fantastic job just really building this offense around him and being patient. You have to be patient if you're Lamar Jackson's offensive coordinator. You have to understand that you have to establish the run. Have to have some play action, some screens. You have to have him out. You have to help Jackson out a little bit by just having a good game plan. And I love the fact that they have a few power counter type running plays with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. You get the running back out of there and you pull the left guard and Lamar Jackson hits a hole right in the A gap, just like a running back would on a power play. And uh, I think they're doing a good job, but it's going to come down to the wire with these Ravens and Steelers end of the, to end the season. And, um, you know, the Ravens are looking at actually an easier schedule to finish out the year. But the Steelers, I feel like, play better versus better football teams. Um, and just taking a look at the Ravens' schedule – they finish with the Bucks, then they're at the Chargers and Browns. Taking a look at, it, at Thursday night's game, the Chargers and the Chiefs. I mean, this is what we've been waiting for. We have Phillip Rivers and the Chargers, 10-3, and going into Kansas City against the Chiefs, 11-2, and against Patrick Mahomes and his 
unbelievable year he is having. It's going to be a great game. And, and what I'm looking forward to seeing is the Chargers offense with Rivers and what he could do with those uh, weapons he's missing tonight with Gordon uh, being out possibly and Eckler for sure being out. But, you know, the first matchup they had, the Chargers turned the ball over twice. You cannot afford to make mistakes against a high-powered offense in the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. But I'll tell you what, they weren't good on third down last time to charge. Only 27%. Uh, you know, the key to tonight's going to be Joey Bosa. Speed, quickness, his explosiveness. Can he get pressure on Patrick Mahomes? But when you get pressure on Mahomes, you don't want him to escape the pocket. You need to keep, you need to contain him. You only wish to contain him. You can't stop him. You only hope to contain him. And that's what the Chargers need to try to do tonight. But the key is they need to win the turnover batter battle. They have to protect Phillip Rivers, and they have to put Patrick Mahomes and eliminate the big plays by the Chiefs. They may be able to do that uh, with Tyreek Hill being a little uh, injury injured right now. I mean, he's possibly probably going to play, but he's not going to be 100%. Spencer wears out. Uh, Eric Berry's back. That'll bring some life to the Kansas City Chiefs defense. But I just just talking about Mahomes and watching him from last week. I mean, the guy's spectacular, you know, because he'll make a few mistakes. Like he was scrambling around in overtime, didn't even get touched, fumbled the football. Luckily, the Chiefs hopped on it. But, you know, those bad plays that he does, I mean, they're complimented by these significant plays he's making on the fourth and nine. He's sprinting hard to his right, making that play to Tyreek Hill we talked about. And uh, the fourth and three, Andy Reid dialing it up. So it's with the the talent they have on offense in Kansas City, but it's also Andy Reid and the schematics that he's able to, to design. But I think going into Thursday night's game, the matchup is going to be key. It's going to be a great game. It's for the division, um, and it's for the seeds in the playoffs. And I'm, I want to look at Phillip Rivers going on the road into Kansas City and coming away with a win, and I'm going to pull the Chargers over the Chiefs on this one. Next, I want to look at the Cowboys and the Colts. The Cowboys go to Indy. Cowboys 8-5 and five, facing the Colts that are 7-6. and six. Man, what a comeback. The Colts have met, made so far this year. The Cowboys with Vanderish and the speed of that defense, they have to figure out a way to stop Ebron. If they could do that and stop and slow down Andrew Luck, absolutely they'll win the game. But I'm not sure if they could do that. The speed of the defense for, for the Cowboys is what kind of scares me. But look, the coach just snapped the Texas nine-game winning streak. I feel like with T.Y. Ty, Ty, Hilton, uh, nine receptions, 199 yards last week, and Ebron, they have some weapons that they could get it done. I want to see the Colts and Andrew Luck really pull off some magic here at the end of the season. I want to see how they can slip into the playoffs. The Cowboys' remain, remaining schedule, they'll have the Bucks and the Giants at home, and the Colts will have the Giants, and then they're at the Titans. So, But look, I'm going to say with, with this game, you know, watching Dak Prescott, on film, you know, he's playing good. He's into a little rhythm, but he's got to eliminate the turnovers. You know, I watched it um, last night. I was watching him on some film, and just the interceptions he throws sometimes, you know, you can't, you just can't afford to do that. And um, it's not even, you know, he has a wide-open guy. You know, he had uh, 
Gallup wide open on a big end, and he overthrew him for an interception, and that's when they were backed up in their own uh, territory. And, and that's the stuff from Dak Prescott I need to see get better. No fumbles in the pocket, no interceptions. You have to play clean football, especially with the defense you have behind you. Amari Cooper, man, this dude, 217 yards receiving last week. His yards after c- catch are phenomenal. Three touchdowns. It's impressive to see and watch, especially coming from the Raiders and having a kind of a, 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 a you know, we didn't even hear about the stuff he was doing in Oakland because he wasn't doing anything. But you know what? I'm going to take the Colts over the Cowboys. It's in Indy. I think Andrew Luck in, in that magic and the luck he brings – uh, we'll snap the Cowboys in a little winning streak they have going. Next, I want to take a look at the Packers at the Bears. Packers 5-7-1 and, and, and the Bears 9-4. and four. Um, It's in Chicago. The Packers have um, beat the Bears in Chicago every game uh, since 2010. So the Bears have not beat the Packers at home since 2010. Um, but what a way to kind of – cap off their series with the Packers this year with, you know, the game early on in the year when Rodgers came back from a 20 nothing deficit with a knee injury, came back in, beats him 24-23. Now Rodgers, after, you know, uh, early on in the year, talking about how they had to win out and what that entails is going through Chicago. And he said, we've won there many, like we've done many of times. So there's a lot of um, hype coming into this game. I think these two teams are two totally different teams right now. The Bears, they they know their identity. The, this Bears defense is playing with emotion, energy. What Vic Fangio is doing on the defensive side of the ball, being a defensive coordinator is unbelievable to watch. And they're playing with that passion and energy. Trubisky needs to clean it up on offense. Just like talking about Dak Prescott, Prescott you can't turn the football over. If you have a good defense behind you like that, you don't have to score a ton of points, but don't give the opposing team life and good field position. And that's what he did last week with the Rams. Now, fortunately for them, Goff was playing terrible as well, and the Bears' defense shut him out and had a bunch of turnovers. But I look for the Bears. Um, they're just a totally different team right now. I think they're going to really um, put a stop to Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, Joe Philbin has a lot to prove. You know, trying to take over as the head coach, you know, as of right now and, and possibly for the future, if uh, depending on how the Packers play out. But I think Matt Nagy, with his direction and um, with his misdirection plays, the RPOs, the rollouts, the QB keeps, he'll get Trubisky back on track because that's what they need to do. I'm going to take Chicago at home, even though, over, even though it's over my guy Aaron Rodgers. Next, I'm going to look at the Patriots at the Steelers. Look, we talked about this a little bit. The Patriots always have a good game plan. Josh McDaniels know how, knows how to set his team up for success. It's going to be James White against the linebackers. Gronkowski, Edelman inside. You know, it's going to be Sony Michelle lining up and pounding the football. You're going to see a bunch of different formations from them. You know, last week the Patriots didn't play clean football. It's not what we're used to seeing, especially when you have Gronkowski back uh, on – what couldn't even have been a Hail Mary pass because they were in the opposite 30-yard line, Ryan Tannehill and the Dolphins. So to put Gronkowski in the ball game and uh, at that point in the game and just have him play a position that he's not used to making tackles in space. If that's another defensive back, that, that play doesn't last. It doesn't score. And then also early on in that game, 
Uh, you know, the, the Patriots blocked two punts. I mean, they blocked two punts. And they couldn't, you know, the Patriots couldn't capitalize at the end of the first half. You know, Tom Brady taking an uncharacteristic uh, sack before half and letting the time run out. I mean, that's just not like them. So I really think uh, coming into Pittsburgh, they're going to be playing tight and um, they're going to be on their stuff. It's going to be a hard task for the Steelers. But the Steelers are also coming off of three straight losses. They need to figure it out. Ben has to come out of that um, that phone booth as Clark Kent that we love seeing. Put the Superman cape on and do what you do, Ben. That's what we need from you the remainder of the year. You need to win these big football games. It's going to be on your shoulders. I think Juju Smith and A.B. A.B.'s got to get back to being that playmaker that he is. Him and Ben have to get on the same page and in that rhythm. The Patriots, they had a lot of chunk plays given up on them last week. Hopefully the Steelers could take advantage of that. I'm going to go with the Steelers at Heinz Field. They should have beat them last year with a Jesse James uh, throw. So I'm going to go with the Steelers at Heinz Field over the Patriots because they need it. Patriots 9-4, Steelers 7-5-1, and and it's getting down to that time of year. Uh, But, you know, the Steelers on defense, they need a ball hawk. They need someone to get turnovers. They have not been able to do that. And they need to find someone like Ryan Shazier was good at that. Willie Gay in the past. Troy Polamalu. Those guys were ball hawks. They were around the football getting turnovers. Steelers need to create turnovers, and that's what they need to do against the Patriots. You know, we could talk about the rest of the games going on. The Browns, Broncos, I think Mayfield, is, you know, he played impressive last week. Um, <clears throat> 44% on, on third down. They had a few fumbles that they have to eliminate. Um, but Mayfield, I think, played pretty solid. And, you know, the Broncos, they're, they're losing some weapons over there. With the big loss, Emmanuel Sanders uh, tearing his uh, Achilles, excuse me, his Achilles. And so they're missing the, the, the firepower on offense. Maybe they put my brother, Big Geno, on the field somewhere. Geno is playing for the Denver Broncos right now, so that's cool to see. And um, But that's all I got for you. You know, it's a great day, great weekend for football. I hope you guys enjoy and uh, tune in. Remember, I just got finished up with NFL Radio on Sirius XM, 93.7 The Fan on Wednesdays, 3 to 4. Um, 93, or nine, NFL Radio, Sirius XM is 11 to 3 on Thursdays. Next week, I won't be in. And then um, this weekend will be fun games. No NFL Network work this weekend, um, but it's some great matchups and key matchups to watch. Uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, we'll see what he could do in Tampa Bay. The Ravens need it. There's some key wins this weekend that these teams need to pull away to stay in either the playoff hunt, win their division, or get that number one and number two seed. And right now, as it stands, you know, you have the Chiefs and the Patriots as kind of like the head of the one, two seed in the AFC with the Ravens, Chargers, Steelers, and Texans uh, in the playoffs right now. And in the hunt are the Colts, Dolphins, Titans. You know, and they still have a list with Broncos, Browns, and Bengals. But, and then now going to the NFC, you got the Saints and the Rams with that one-two seed as of now. And then the Vikings, Bears, Seahawks, and Cowboys getting in. And the Panthers, Eagles, Redskins. And then Packers, Buccaneers, Giants, Lions, Falcons in the hunt. But realistically, uh, it's going to come down to the, the next few weeks, of course. But every week means the most. So, You guys have a good one. Tune in. I'll talk to you next week.